Girl, Your Journey Starts Here focuses on helping women in business master their mental health and entrepreneurship. Hosted by Olivia B. Shepard, Transformation Biz Coach, this podcast presents the best content on business, self-development, mental health, and self-care. Based on a completely different approach than other similar podcasts, Olivia also narrates how this content applies to womanhood, feminism, and everything in between. With Olivia, you will have your moment of transformation no matter where you are in your life. Hey, 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 happy Friday, happy Friday. I am back. I am back. I have been taking, I took a little hiatus because I was tired (laughs) and I didn't really have much to talk about, um, even though I have tons to talk about, but I just really didn't have any inspiration, anything that, you know, would, um, help you know let me get on the podcast and come to you all you know y'all know I have to feel it I have to you know I'm not like most people who just set up something that I'm going to speak about you know I have to feel what I'm going to talk about because that's that's what makes me genuine and and transparent and 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 I love all things talking to you all um so I just wasn't feeling it for the last couple of weeks and guess what it's okay it stops nothing it doesn't make me a failure. It doesn't make me lazy, you know, but I just wasn't feeling it. But guess what? I am back. I am feeling this episode. So stay tuned as we get ready to dive in to today's topic. So welcome to my new listeners. Thank you for tuning in and to my um, continued listeners. I thank you all for so continuously supporting me and sharing my podcast. I um, ran into someone a couple of days ago who said that she, I listened to your podcast and she went back to an old episode that I did. Um, and it was just so refreshing because I sometimes get a little discouraged. I'm like, oh, nobody's not listening to my podcast. But technically, I have tons of downloads. But, you know, sometimes you get discouraged, you know. But that was a really refreshing um, thing to hear uh, a couple of weeks ago. So for those of you all who don't know, I'm Olivia B. Shepard. I'm a transformation and business coach. I help women like myself, master entrepreneurship, and mental health. Um, I am teaching women like myself how to be them genuine, their genuine selves. I'm teaching you all how to heal, grow, and transform into the best you can be. And I'm going to get into my six-week program that I am going to be promoting a lot Um as we continue on because we're getting ready to get into the holidays. So I want to help women help you all. And it could be men too, because I, I like dealing with, um, um, coaching men as well. Um, but the holidays are on upon us. And I know that this is a time of the year where you're going to be dealing with toxic ass family members. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to be so much, you know, dealing with breakups and divorces and, you know, children that may or may not be in your lives or, you know, just a strange relationships period. So I really, 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 really want to emphasize my six week coaching program because it will help you have the confidence to go into the holidays um, healing and growing and being able to transform into the person that you're meant to be without taking the crap from everybody. You understand what I'm saying? So let's get right into today's episode. Three things to look forward to when you start your healing process. Now, 
I got the inspiration from this because I ran up a, up against some things that have been happening. Well, I want to say that they've been happening all year. Remember, if you go back to some of the previous episodes, I have been having the worst year. I retired last year, December from cleaning and I have had the worst year. I mean, everything that is, that is falling apart could fall apart. Um, things with my marriage, my finances, like I have had the worst year. This has been a really rough year and not so much as, you know, some of the previous years when I was down, out, dark, depressed, but this year helped me. This year did kind of put me back into a place where I didn't want to be. So it's been a rough year. But I also realized too, you know, because of the healing process that a lot of things were going to come up against me. There were going to be people that came up against me, my own people, you know, there were going to be, you know, things that, you know, temptations and, 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 and things that were going to help me put me back to try to take me back to that place of who I used to be. And I, you know, and because, you know, for those of you all know, I believe in God. I study my Bible. I do know when you are trying to get to where you need to be, sometimes God needs to bring you back and knock you down some just to say, okay, hey, I did this before for you, but you didn't appreciate it. So let me start you right back over. And I, t- I t- when I tell you, that's what the heck he did. Do you understand me? Um, I had to reevaluate some things in my marriage because, I had to learn, figure out, you know, what do, what do I want in my marriage? You know, how do I want to be treated in my marriage? Um, there were some things that me both needed to work out in our marriage, uh, in, in my marriage. Um, I really not, I don't really have people that I, I be around. The people that I am around are the people that I have chosen to have in my life. So I don't, it wasn't really that it was our, it, it was more or less some of the people that were around me who was continuing um, to try to take me out of character. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I had to face um, meeting, seeing my, um, my family members for the first time since I had cut them off um, at a funeral of my auntie who passed away um, back here a month ago or so. Um, That was a very hard thing for me because I didn't know how I was going to react. You know, I've been, away from these toxic people for, you know, almost a year, actually this month. And I had no intentions of seeing them and I had no intentions of understanding what I would you know, go through. Uh, I mean, any intentions of um, letting them know that I was going to be going through this, this, you know, anxiety ridden day, you know, that, okay, Hey, I don't, I, I've seen you all. I don't know how to react to you all, blah, 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 blah. But to make a long story short, I got through that because I am healing. I am growing. I have transformed myself into so one that they no longer recognize recognize okay so I think they probably was thinking you know the same thing like yeah she's gonna come she's gonna probably turn it out you know blah 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 and I did none of that you know I did I didn't give them the pleasure of being who they you know they who they uh, continue to see me as all right um so I you know I got through it and it was a good thing and guess what not talking to them and, and, and keeping them away from my life at this particular funeral, it was like confirmation for me because they, you know, are still some of the same people. And I'm gonna get into that too, because when people stay the same, they want to bring you back to that position, not because they miss you, but because you're leaving them behind. 
And I posted this on Facebook because it's the truth. People will bring you back to who you used to be or bring up who you used to be. They don't want, they don't care. They don't miss you being back there. They just don't want you to leave them there. And that's what I had had to figure out with my um, family um, as I was confronting this new situation of, you know, not being, you know, with them for the last couple of year, uh, year or so. So I was going through a lot this year. This year has been really tough for me, but I've been keeping, I have been keeping busy. I am pushing through and I am going to continue to heal because healing is not a quick process. But if you don't try to heal, because I get a lot of women that come to me who drop out of the coaching or who don't want the mentorship because, well, this is not working for me after two weeks. Nothing you do is going to work after two weeks, period. I don't care what it is, you know, but you are going, you're starting the healing process. A lot of people are, don't want to have to self-evaluate because self-evaluating means you, you might be the problem in any of your relationships. Self-evaluating may, might mean you're in a relationship that you have no business being in. You're going to have to confront truths when you start to heal. And a lot of people don't want to, don't stay in the healing process long enough to figure, to find that out because they're afraid of that. What's going to happen if I start to heal and I don't, and I no longer love my husband or my, or or my significant other. What happens if everything around me was my fault? Really? Because I know as mental health patients, we, 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 we seem to have that. It's my, everything is my fault. You know, even as rape victims, we have that mentality that everything is our fault. Well, everything isn't our fault, but if you are having relationship problems and, and, and it's spilling over into your work relationships, your organizations, and it's, if it's spilling into everything that you'll do everyday life, then boo, it might be you period, you know? And so when I started the healing process, I understood that. So there were things that I, you know, what my family constantly remind me of, and even my husband and, and my son sometimes would say, you know, if I would start an argument or something, you know, um, oh, you're drinking, you must be drinking. You know, if I would say, even if I wasn't drinking and I had an argument with them, it would be you're drinking. I could be literally practically dry bone sober at the time, but because they held that over me. That will be something that they could win the argument about. So they couldn't win the argument on substance. But if I say to her, she's drinking or she might be drunk, then I don't have to confront the situation when she's talking about, I don't have to own my part in this um, conversation. And so it's done. And so if I let that linger for years, so when I started, you know, I, and I spoke to my husband about this just yesterday, I was like, well, you know, for the whole year that I stopped drinking, nobody noticed. Nobody said one damn word. The only time I got that, if, you know, somebody saying something to me, you know, by, besides my friends were like, you know, they, they didn't push me or anything. But I remember my niece was graduating and, and everybody was asking me at the time when we were, you know, at the party, well, you're not drinking anything. You're not drinking anything. No. I don't drink right now. I don't want to drink right now. Hell, I needed to be sober. Isn't that what everybody told me I needed to do? So when I finally got did that, nobody noticed. They didn't care. And I heard no words. Now, fast forward to, you know, a couple of years later, 
Well, now I still don't drink as much as I used to. You know, yes, I still go drink a cocktail every now and then. I still have my wine. I am obsessed with my Trulies, you know. But now I don't. And I said this to my friend the other day. She was like, well, I, I think she had mentioned to me that she was ready to drink or get drunk or something. And I'm, hey, I'm all for you getting drunk. I don't care what you do. It's not my business. But I did write, and I was so proud of myself because I did write in my text to her, I no longer really have a desire to drink alcohol. And maybe it's because I've been just off of it so for so long, you know, off and on that I don't care to really drink it. So, like I said, I'm, you know, my a beer here and there, some wine or my Trulies that I'm really obsessed with right now because they're also low in calories. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. So now the arguments are different which, with everybody going into my topic because they don't have they no longer have substance. See, I knew for a long time anybody that I argued with could never argue with me because I always have facts and substance and, 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 and I'm, and I'm, and I'm coming for you because I know for a fact of what you did and I'm calling you on it. And so again, when they can't use the alcohol, now people start to bring up who I used to be. Now, for those of you all who are new to the podcast, know my my uh, are new to the podcast. My nickname is Fran, short for Francesca. Fran is associated with being a drunk asshole. Fran is associated with being the one that would turn things out. Fran was the the, the person who you know slept around with everybody's husband, you know, sleeping around. Period. Just you know, all kinds of hell, chaos you know, drama, just all kinds of things. That's who Fran was. Okay. Fran was the one who didn't mind going to jail all the time. Who didn't give a damn who she cursed out. That's who she was. But when I grew into Olivia, see, I was always known as Olivia to my clients, but nobody else in the streets knew that my name was Olivia. Okay. Nobody in the streets knew that I went by, I mean, my clients didn't know that I went by Fran. You know, I went to work every day. Nobody knew who I was. You know, I just was wearing a mask. I was just doing, you know, two different people all the time. Um, y'all have to excuse me. My son is texting me in the middle of my, um, my podcast. <laughs> Gosh, he's 25 and he acts like he's two. Okay. He's 25 years old and acting like he's two. Anyway, back to my uh, my discussion. Um, so when I argue with people now, they bring me up, you know. And so I've noticed every time people would argue with me lately is you haven't changed. This is after they have brought, they have, they, they've pulled me out of character. So when I have decided to maybe say something back to you harm, you know, that may, might, might hurt your feelings, all of a sudden you haven't changed. Or you this or you that because, you know, now they can't use the alcohol. So shit, how are we going to argue with her? How can we argue with someone who literally, cause I'm very argumentative and I am a Scorpio and most of the time I'm always right. So I will argue with you. So when you start the healing process, these are the things that will come up against you. Okay. People will try to bring you back to who you used to be because they have not started the healing process. Most what I realized too now, the people that I argue with now are unhealed people. They are unhealed people and they don't care that they're unhealed because they don't think anything is wrong with them. I used to be that person. 
So when they're arguing with me, they they have to say things like, you know, you are no better than what you used to be. Um, I, you, 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 you know, you the same old person all because I might've cussed or I might've was loud with you, but I'm still staying in my lane because I have no tolerance. You're what you are not going to do is continue to treat me like crap and think I'm not going to say anything. See, my healing process keeps me from going overboard like I used to, but it doesn't make me stupid and it doesn't make me, you know, some weak ass. You come for me, I'm going to come back for you, but you need to be prepared. And I am healed. This is why I don't act the way I used to act because now I understand when I have conversations with people, I say, you know, if I'm having an argument with someone, I'm like, you know, well, what's wrong? Let's work this out. Can we talk about it? Because I remember being the unhealed person who walked around angry with the world. I thought everybody was freaking out to get me. So when I'm arguing with people right now, and I'm, I don't even like to say argue, when I'm having discussions with people right now, I know who, where they're coming from because I was that person. And so I understand. I don't tolerate disrespect, but I understand. So these are the things you're going to have to look forward to when you start healing. Okay. When you start your healing process, these look out for these particular things, because what I want you not to do is go backwards. And this is why I, 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 I offer the six week program because I want to keep you prepared because these are the things that are going to come up against you and you're going to have to be ready. You're going to be at war. You know, even when you're reading your Bible, it always says it gets, you know, God sends his toughest assignments to his soldiers that he know who can handle these things. And you're going to be at war with people. You're going to be at war sometimes with yourself when you're starting this healing process, because what's going to happen is you're going to start questioning. Well, should I be healing? Should I be growing? Should I transform into a new person? Because nobody else is doing it. You know, we always follow the masses, but sometimes you're going to, you're going to be alone in your healing process. You're going to lose family. You're going to lose friends. You might lose your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend. The healing process is tough, but I promise you it's worth it. You will be at peace at the end of this journey. You will find out things about yourself that you will no longer tolerate from other people. For years, you tolerated things from people because you didn't realize that you didn't need to tolerate that. But when you start this healing process, you will learn those things. So let's get into the first one that you're going to have to look forward to. The first thing, number one, people will bring up your past. They will call you the old nickname. They will call you out your name. They will do things to trigger you because they know how to pick your buttons or push your buttons. They will say things to you to make you get to that point where you are, you are ready and people do it. This, this year has been testing me. Do you hear me? People will bring that back to you because again, they're testing. They are testing to see if you're still the same person. And if you give them one slight of, I know the hell you didn't, there they go. That's all they need to take it and run with it. Now, the whole entire time, they're praising you on your change. They're, 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 they're so excited for you. At least it's what they say. 
until you do something that they don't like or you discuss something with them and all of a sudden hell breaks loose. They no longer care about the healed you. They just want you to be the person that they used to be, that you used to be so that they won't feel left behind. And so when people will say, well, how, how would you, uh, how do you cut your family off? And why would you do that? Listen, I don't want to do the same things I used to do. It was fun while I lasted, but it also gave me complete miserable hell. It kept me there. It kept me filled with drama, toxic behaviors. And I got tired of doing that. So when people are bringing your past up, it's because they're not ready to heal. They are not ready to let go that type of behavior. But you have to be on guard. You have to be ready. You have to look at your process and how far you have come to get away from that crap. You have to say to yourself, I did not come this far to go all the way back down. And that's what they're betting on. They're betting on you coming back down to their level. Because they are mad that you left them behind. And, you know, for a little bit, it did worry me. You know, even when I saw my family, I was just like, well, maybe I didn't make the right decision. Oh, but I did. And I'm at peace. I love every one of my family members. I love my mother. I love my sister. I love my dad as much as I can throw him. I mean, I'm not fond of him anymore. I have lost all respect for him, but I pray for him. But I'm at peace. I don't need these people in my life. Because they didn't bring stability to my life. They brought chaos. So when people bring up your past and who you used to be, you be ready and stand guard. Because if you want to go backwards, then you will get exactly what you deserve when you get back down on that other side. Okay? Number two, people will underestimate you. See, People have been underestimating me since I've been 12. And for a long time, I allowed that to be something that they could do. I gave them that power. I gave my, a lot of people the power to, to, because I acted like a jackass all the time. And I was cussing and fussing and, you know, being the hood ghetto person. I never really talked to people. And a lot of people didn't really know that I was actually smart. A lot of people didn't really know that I actually knew things. And I gave people that power when I was unhealed. So me being unhealed meant I just was just out there. I was just doing whatever somebody else was doing at the time. I was very unhealed. So I gave them power over who I was as a person. So when they, when I did start to heal, And when I started my podcast, when I started my blog, when I said that I wanted to become a life coach, when I decided that I wanted to do these things, of course you heard, nah, no, you can't. Girl, nobody going to listen to your podcast. Girl, ain't nobody going to do this. Girl, ain't nobody care about that. They don't like my stuff. When I became a little author, they didn't share my books. Because they no longer, they didn't see me as a lady, yo, transformation coach, Olivia, B. Shepard. They continue to see me as Fran. And in order for them to continue to see me as, they needed to see me as Fran because it benefited them when I was unhealed. When I was unhealed, 
it made them feel good about themselves. So they underestimated who I was, who I could be. You know, I have people right now who will look down on me, who won't give me a chance because they underestimate who I actually am because they're intimidated by my presence. And that's what's going to happen when you start to heal because when you are healing, it looks good on you. When you're healing, you walk different. When you're healing, you talk different. When you're healing, You don't tolerate the shit you used to tolerate from people. So they underestimate you. They don't include you. They don't value the new you. But you keep going. You stay ready to win that battle as well. You let them keep underestimating who you are as the new healed person. And yes, it's hurtful when the people you love the most are not there to support you. It is hurtful. There are days, you know, when I am standing, when I'm doing the the motivation of speaking or if I'm doing this podcast or with the fact that I just wrote, you know, got these just um, released my uh, second journal. It hurts me every day that none of my people support me. But guess what? They're not actually my people. They're family, but they're not my people who I'm trying to reach. But don't continue to let them underestimate who you are. You are powerful. You are healed. And it shows. And when you start to heal, they have to start looking at themselves. What is she doing different? What is she doing different? And because they're not ready to do that, they're going to continuously bring up your past, put you down, find some way to minimize and demean the new you. But you keep going. Number three, people will continue to persecute you. See, they have to see you as the bad guy. See, yeah, you're healing But now we don't see that you're healing, but we're still pissed off with you. We still pissed off with the old you. How do we confront the new you? How do we confront the healed you? How do we talk to you? How do we take you now? So they have to demean you. They have to persecute your name. They have to slander it. So they have to, so when they're talking about you with other people, they're bringing up who you used to be. Even though they see everything you're doing now, the new you, they see that. Other people see that. But secretly, they're sitting back gossiping and talking about you so that they can persecute you, slander your name to make themselves look better to make themselves feel better, to make themselves say, hey, I know she ain't changed. Y'all just wait on it. Y'all just wait on it. Now, I've been a changed person for the last two, three years. But still people test me. And and, and for a hot second, sometimes I'll go back for a hot second. I'll, you know, I'll go back over there and I'll tell people, y'all don't want that person. 
But then the new healed me goes and pray about what I need to say. Because I know what it's like to have people talk bad about me. I know what it's like to be sad all the time and unhealed. So I try the best I can as a coach, as a friend, as a Sarah. And I treat everyone accordingly because I know what it's like to have people not trust you, not want to be that, not value you. I know how that feels. So the new me try to treat everybody great. Regardless of what people do to me, I still continue to see the good in people. Even for those who betray me, I still try to see the good in them. Even for those who persecute my name right now to this day, instead of using Lady O, instead of using Olivia B. Shepherd, they refuse to use that names, those names, because while they are sitting back discussing the bad me, the per- when they're sitting there persecuting me to other people, that name doesn't fit. Those names don't fit with the narrative that they have created and kept in their heads. But when you're healing, you can't let that bother you. You're going to have to say to yourself, I know who I was, but I know who I am becoming now. And you have to shake off the persecution. You have to shake off the slander of your name. You have to shake off that people will look past every single great thing you're doing to find that itty bitty one thing that they could pull out of their behinds to say you ain't changed always remember the people that come up against you are unhealed people see a lot of people don't even know they need to be healed some people have been walking around like they are like I love my husband to death and we've been discussing a lot of things lately but he's been walking around unhealed for years He didn't know that some of the things he did was because of some of the things that happened in his childhood. He didn't know, you know, maybe he doesn't hug and kiss me because he hasn't been hugged and kissed as a child. See, I knew as a child that I didn't get, you know, the affection and the love and the, and, you know, the people coming to my rescue as a child, as much as my mother said she loved us. And I believe that to this day, but we were not that type of family. So I decided when I had my child, I was going to make sure he knew that I loved him every single solitary day. And if that meant following him down a rabbit hole at the football games, basketball games, I didn't care if he played soccer, I was going to be right there. I was going to be at every school PTA meeting. Everything that my son was going to be involved in, I was going to be right there. Because I knew what it was like not to have anybody there for me. So people don't realize because when you start healing, you got to go back to the root of why you are so angry all the time. Go back to the roots and why I'm always feeling offended. I used to be that person. I used to think everything was about me on a Facebook post. I used to think everybody was against me. Now, technically, I'm not wrong about that. 
it's just something, <laughs> you know, jealousy will kill you and be, be aware of that stuff too. Because I'm going to tell you why you're healing. They're never going to tell you some of them will, but the ones that you are going to expect the most that you think we're going to be there for your healing. Be mindful of that. Don't mix mistake jealousy for, you know, well, I just don't like you just because you, no, 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 it's jealousy. When you're healing, you're going to come up against so many things, so many people. But you're going to have to say, I can't go back there. I know I don't want to go back to who I used to be because my mental health wasn't good. I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to cuss and fuss all the time. It takes too much damn energy to cuss and fuss. It's, it, it takes too much energy to be mad. It takes too much energy to walk around unhealed and miserable. And I no longer want to be that person. And when you start to heal, when you come up against these three things that I talked about. You're going to have to say to yourself. How do I feel as the healed me? You know, when you start healing, you want to eat better. You start thinking about the things that, you know, you, you go to the doctor now. Cause I remember I walked around, you know, eating anything I wanted. Cause when you, when you, you, when you're unhealed, you don't care about yourself. But the healed me, and I'm not perfect uh, in shape or anything. I don't walk around exercising, you know, but I now know that, okay, there are certain things I can't put in my body because this makes me feel like this. You start researching things. You start feeling so good about yourself that you watch what come out of your mouth. I now pray before I say things. Sometimes I let it slip up and I might say the thing, but then I go and pray and say, you know what, God, forgive me for getting out of character. Forgive me for saying something that might've hurt this person's feelings. See, when you start to heal, you will easily self-correct. Because I no longer want to be the person that went to bed every day with a damn headache. I used to have tension headaches so bad in my neck, in my back. I no longer wanted to be that person. And when you start healing and when these things come up against you, you start to say to yourself, I don't want to go. Do I want to go back over there? Do I want to have those sleepless nights where people were calling me with all their drama and their baggage? I knew I did not want that anymore. And I sleep great at night. I don't know what's going on with my family members at night. I don't know what's going on with some of my toxic ex-friends. But what I do know is I sleep good. And if I'm not sleeping good, it's not because of somebody else's baggage. But I'm at peace with my healed self. And I still have a long way to go. And I'm getting there. But if you stop the process, it just makes it that much harder to get back on. Because you're going to, some people don't want to heal because you're, 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 you're comfortable. Healing takes too much work. Now I got to start sorting out my friends. Now I got to start, start sorting out my church. Now I got to start sorting out the people on my Facebook page. Now I got to start sorting out some of the things that my husband or my spouse or my boyfriend or my girlfriend are not doing or they are doing. I got to, that's, oh, that's so much work. Trust me. It's a great process.
So let's go back over the three things to look forward to when you start your healing. Number one, people will bring up your past. Number two, people will underestimate you. And three, people will continue to persecute you. Because again, they are bringing your past. They, they want to bring you back to who that you used to be, the unhealed you, because they're afraid of leaving you, leaving them behind. They're not ready to be unhealed. I mean, healed. So no, they want you back there. But you have to be determined. You have to be resilient. You have to say to yourself, I am not going backwards. I'm sort of glad this year happened because there were some things that I needed to get in order because now that I'm healing, now that I want to be this healed person, you got to put all kinds of shit together. You do have to do all of those things. You have to sort out your finances. You have to sort out your friends. You have to sort out things that you can no longer control that you can't even worry about anymore. Yes, it's a process, but it's a wonderful process. And I've loved everything about going through the process. It gets lonely. Sometimes I cry more than I want to cry, when, you know, going through this process. But I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. And I want to introduce that to you. If that sounds like something you're ready for, my Heal, Grow, Transform six-week program to help you master the mental health, your, entrepreneur, your entrepreneurship, your life. This would be something you should be want ready to jump on. My birthday month, I'm going to offer a special for it at a cheaper price. But if you're ready... If this is something you're looking forward to before the holidays come up so that you won't have to deal with holiday baggage, holiday depression, the holiday blues, take my six-week program. Let's start building up your confidence. Let's start, let's, let's start helping. Let me start helping you with how to deal with toxic relationships. Let me help you start healing. It's a great process. You'll be glad you started it. All right. And that's it for this week's episode. That is it. I told y'all I was, look, when I tell y'all that I need to feel some things when I talk about it, I don't play. And this week I felt this one. And I needed to to talk about this because I have so many unhealed people that come in my life that try to bring me back and I don't want to go there and you shouldn't want to go back either. And I look forward to hearing from you all. Please DM me, text me, email me, message me. I'm always available. If you're ready to reach out and you want to start the program, 
let me know. I am, I'm, I'm ready when you are. Heal for you. Heal for your children. Heal for your grandchildren. Because when you are unhealed, that stuff spills over into your relationships, into your friendships, into your family, your work site. When you are unhealed, you walk around mad all day. When you are unhealed, you're depressed, you're stuck. You can't even run your business because you don't have any energy. Because being unhealed takes all of your energy. It sucks the life out of you. Trust me, I know. So when you're ready, let's chat. When you are ready, I'm going to be right here waiting for you. Until next week, I'm going to be rooting for you all. I'm praying for you all. And know that you are more than a conqueror. You are capable of doing anything you put your mind to do. To set out to do. You have what it takes. No matter what your mental health status is. Anxiety lies to us. You got this. Peace. You've been listening to Girl, Your Journey Starts Here. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Tune in next time for another episode with your host, Olivia B. Shepard. Until then.